Hello, and welcome to Book Club of One. I am Jacob, a librarian, and through the course of a year I read a lot of books. Join me as I detail and share my impressions of the books that have entertained or educated me the most. Summer is here. I'm considering summer reading programs, and might do two of them. How about you? But there is definitely a bit more time for reading. Lots of audiobooks in that galley, but with more from the mounting to be read pile. I came across a Lifehacker article about how to focus your reading on books you have at home. The author suggests thinking only of the next book to read and just creating a list of books you're interested in. As luck has it, reading that article mentioned interesting books such as Bone Rooms, From Scientific Racism to Human Prehistory in Museums from 2016. I'm sure we'll talk about that one at some point. But for now, on to the books. Evicted, Poverty and Profit in the American City. Matthew Desmond is an American sociologist. He holds an undergraduate degree in communication and social justice studies from Arizona State University. He earned his PhD in sociology from the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and he serves as the Loeb Associate Professor of Social Science at Harvard University, and is currently the Maurice P.I. Durant Professor of Sociology at Princeton University, where he is also the Principal Investigator of the Eviction Lab. Evicted was honored with the 2017 Pulitzer Prize for General Nonfiction, the National Book Critics Circle Award, and the 2017 PEN slash John Kenneth Galbraith Award. I've been aware of this book since publication in 2016. It's received numerous awards, some of them we just detailed, and I think I first heard of it through New York Times Best Books of the Year list. So Evicted is the results of years of embedded fieldwork. It presents the experiences of eight families and landlords living in Milwaukee. Through their experiences, Desmond discusses the changing cultures of poverty and fiction in the United States. So Desmond is thorough in detailing the subjects of poverty. Alongside the accounts of these eight families, he also details the history of land ownership as an American ideal, including the racial dimensions, and the changing nature of economic exploitation. Desmond not only details the day-to-day -day life, but emphasizes how poverty limits choices, wrecks health, and divides the family. Milwaukee was selected as it could represent both the broad national experience from an underrepresented location. Some of the people's experience detailed in this book are Arlene Bell, a black single mother trying to raise her two sons, Scott, a white former male nurse consumed by a heroin addiction, Lamar, a black man who lost his legs and looks after a group of boys, Vanetta, who takes part in a botched robbery when she is no longer able to make ends meet. Sharina Tarver, a former school teacher turned entrepreneur uh, and landlord, and Tobin Charney, who runs a trailer park. The book's field work was carried out during the 2007 to 2008 financial crisis. Desmond carried out years of embedded field work, and it is clear that he had some impact on those he worked with, as he details towards the end of the work, for he had a car and a cell phone and offered rides or helped with calls. But, in principle, he did not offer money. It is a difficult, heartbreaking book about those who are not able to live paycheck to paycheck as most of their income goes to housing, how they are exploited, and how you are, they are choosing the least bad option day to day, leaving no time or possibility of thinking beyond tomorrow. 
American Midnight, The Great War, A Violent Peace, and Democracy's Forgotten Crisis, by Adam Hochschild, who is a white American author, journalist, historian, and lecturer. He graduated from Harvard with a BA in history and literature. He was a reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle, a commentator on NPR's All Things Considered, and a co-founding editor and writer at Mother Jones Magazine. Much of his writing has been about issues of human rights and social justice. He has been a longtime lecturer at the Graduate School of Journalism at the University of California, Berkeley. He has authored 11 books and received numerous prizes and honors. I first heard of him through his work, King Leopold's Ghost, a story of greed, terror, and heroism in colonial Africa in college and kept up with the author since. American Midnight is an in-depth look at the instability of America during and after the Great War. Hochschild details the American experience with war on the home front, the labor disputes, racial violence, nativism, and red baiting from 1917 to 1921. So the time period of this book's focus is the one I have the most interest in, World War I and its aftermath. American Midnight is focused on specifically the American home front, detailing labor struggles, racialized lynchings, and massacres in efforts to stop labor organization from unionizing. It's a period when many of the American, quote, freedoms, end quotes, were under threat. Rampant censorship and denial of civil liberties were made possible by the passage of the Espionage Act of 1917, which was later expanded. One could not speak out against the military or recruitment. While mail-based publications might not have been banned outright, those of questionable nature could lose the ability to mail under the low-cost postage rate or have to provide translations into English before distribution, both making it no longer feasible for many publications to continue. Hochschild notes that this four-year period, 462 men and women were jailed a year or longer for their written or spoken words. A large focus of the work is on the anti-Germanism that sprang up with the American entry into war spurred by nativist movements. No more hyphenated Americans and widespread changing of names to separate them from their German heritage. And there were even public book burnings and bannings or calls for removal of German materials from libraries. It is presented as a morality tale with many villains, such as a young J. Edgar Hoover, Ole Hansen, the first professional anti-communist, or Leo Wendell, who passed himself as one of the most radical of the Wobblies, and, but was instead a former, and a few heroes, such as Emma Goldman, Care Richard O'Hare, and Robert La Follette, a Wisconsin politician who's one of the most outspoken opponents of the Wilson administration's domestic and international policies and was against the war. It's a reminder that there is the need for vigilant respect for civil rights and constitutional safeguards in order to protect democracy. This country, searching for home in very rural America. Navid Madavian is an Iranian-American writer and cartoonist. Since 2018, he has been a contributing cartoonist for The New Yorker. His work has also been published in Reader's Digest, Wired, and Ulta Online. Before becoming a cartoonist, he taught fifth grade. This is his first book. I found it through NetGalley, and it's expected to be published September 2023. It's a graphic memoir of Navid and his wife Emily's experience moving from San Francisco to six acres of remote land in rural Idaho. Prior to moving, Navid had never hiked, camped, or seen snow. It is the literal story of building home and encounters with locals. So the mud- Davines moved at an auspicious time, right before the 2016 election, and this rural area was full of Trump supporters. They bought land and had the opportunity to design and build their home. 
There's a lot about the natural world around and the animals that populate them. Some of the larger scale panels show humans dwarfed by landscape. While it is image-based, Navi draws in ways that emphasize movement, particularly with birds in flight. There is also a lot of effort to show the noise or lack of it. It compacts years into a smaller narrative, allowing events to feel episodic. Some of the land maintenance or yard work is handled by a two-page spread showing the repetitive work of watering a garden or chopping wood. Other times it is handled by the couple debating whose turn it is to take care of something. But it is overall very much a personal story. The Madavians move into this new community and work to find a place. They meet neighbors with very different ideals who spout what they hear from the television with no regard for how bigoted it might be, but still openly invite the couple to return. At one point, the couple restores the movie theater but struggle to find a film that meets the town's interests. This country is both a love letter and a critique of rural American life, balancing the humors of that life with the struggle to connect with different perspectives or ideals. There is great importance in knowing the history of the place you live. America Redux, Visual Stories from Our da Dynamic History, by Ariel Aberg-Riger, is a visual storyteller and artist. She is self-taught artist whose work has been featured in The Guardian, Teen Vogue, and City Lab. She uses storytelling to explore issues of equity and social justice. This is her first book. So this one was featured on Book Riot's 12 new graphic novels and comics you need to read in May 2023. America Redux uses collages of archival photographs, maps, documents, gra and graphic elements and handwritten texts to explore the themes that create our shared American identity, while also questioning myths through 21 of those themes, such as the role of celebrity and immigration policy, collective action, or legacies of extractive resources gathering. So again, this has 21 little stories, and this work reads like a well-put-together zine. Based on the promotional materials, this is intended for the young adult slash teen market, but it can be for any reader. The book was inspired by the book Wall Chart of World History that showed a visual timeline starting with 4004 BCE and is meant to serve as a counter to that personality of the standard history textbook or uh, looking at some of the older historical works the Eurocentric white focus. So each of the chapters in this book is titled with an American catchphrase that is then explored and debated throughout the rest of the chapter. For example, a nation of immigrants looks at the change to laws in the 1920s that established immigration quotas, or down on the farm details the California workers fighting for the rights of Filipino laborers in a collective action against the uh, growers. It looks at the whole scope of American history, exploring different aspects and jumps around some in time. The work ends with the selected bibliography offering further readings and listing for the many images that make up the work. It is a book meant to be a beginning, to create questions for which you will seek answers. Where are your boys tonight? The Oral History of Emo's Mainstream Explosion from 1999 to 2008 by Chris Payne a white American culture writer and journalist. His work has been featured in Vulture, Stereo Gum, Alternative Press, and Billboard. The last Billboard, he spent seven years as a staff writer and podcast host covering alternative and independent music. This is his first book. So this one, too, was found through NetGalley, but almost also uh, 
promoted through Chorus FM, the follow-up music community administered by Jason Tate, the former owner and administrator of AbsolutePunk.net, because he is also featured in this book. So where are your boys tonight is the Meet Me in the Bathroom for the emo scene. This book shares the stories of the 90s to early 2000s music scene centered around Chicago, Long Island, and New Jersey that birthed bands like Thursday, My Chemical Romance, and Fall Out Boy. So this is uh, unusual for books we've covered in that the events from this one are ones I lived through and experienced. So some of these bands I did start following in the early 2000s and saw throughout some of the materials covered. So it's surprising in both who and how many participants there were, as well as some of the glaring missing participants. So for example, we hear the stories of Thursday through Jeff Rickley, who is a wonderful voice to have in anything. Taking back Sunday, we hear from John Nolan, Eddie Reeds, Matt Rubano, and Fred Maraschino, but not Adam Lazaro. Midtown, we hear from everyone. My Chemical Romance, I think, only had from Mikey Way. Fall Out Boy was Pete Wentz and Patrick Stubbs, so we got both of the major personalities there. Dashboard Confessional, of course. Jimmy World, uh, we got to hear from Jim and Zach. Paramore was, I think, predominantly Haley's viewpoint. Uh, and then Panic at the Disco had almost the full 2004 to 2006 lineup contributing, and many, many others. By Payne's count, uh, as referenced on page 12, there are more than 300 hours of interviews with over 150 participants. So the book itself is divided into six parts, uh, charting the lives of many bands in one to three year sections. Each section opens with a cast of characters listing their names, occupations, and affiliations, and Payne provides the introduction to occasional explanatory details. As a whole, though, Payne's voice is absence. Instead, we hear directly from the participants and witnesses of the many different bands and organizations, such as record label employees, tour or booking professionals, adult film stars, journalists, or producers. Though their memories and recollections, we see the establishment of those musical scenes, and the bands or individuals that were important or foundational. So throughout the work, Payne does not shy away from controversy. The rivalries between bands, either friendly or more competitive, and many of the participants discuss mental health struggles and the changing ways society viewed those, where some of the earlier bands feel like it would have irreparably harmed their careers. Some in the later arc of this talk about how being open with that made their fandom in some ways stronger and more uh, responsive. There are also the detailing of different addictions or the general absence of women and the misogyny of a lot of the lyrics uh, as seen in some of the popular songs. Some chapters do have trigger warnings on their first page, mostly warning of discussions of violence or suicide. Payne also addresses one of the clear elephants in the Ebo room, how to document the contributions of the band Brand New without glorifying Jesse Lacey, who had been a has been accused of sexual misconduct by multiple women. Many of the participants, when having the, the time to talk about Brand New, don't have much to, nice to say about the band for anyone other than the drummer, drummer Brian Lane. So it is the Meet Me in the Bathroom for the emo scene, and it has a nice overlap in the time period it's covering with Dan Ozzy's sellout, as they both look at the rise and eventual mainstreaming of the punk-slash-post-punk-slash-pop-punk world and how those scenes adapted and changed in reaction to all the attention. If you are a fan of the podcast, this was the scene or washed-up emo, or enjoy, question mark, any emo bands, you'll probably find something to like here. 
This episode's Reading Zoods Lash in Progress book is The Humanity Archive, Recovering the Soul of Black History for a Whitewashed American Myth by Jermaine Fowler. It is, quote, an innovative reading of black history, gracefully joining it to the larger history of all humankind. Fowler's vigorous program of prowling the stacks to look at pioneering literatures and those who kept it alive, people such as Arthur Alfonso Schomburg, who gathered thousands of books on black life, and Lerone Bennett Jr., whose 1962 book Before the Mayflower, A History of Black America, mainstream 1619 as the most important date in black American history, end quote. So this, those were selections uh, from the Kirkus review of the book. This has been another episode of Book Club of One. Thank you for listening. I welcome constructive criticism and book recommendations, or even if you found a book through this episode and want to share the story, feel free to reach out through Instagram and Gmail at Book Club of Uno. Book Club of One is recorded and distributed by Anchor.fm. And remember, no one should be shamed for reading.